Chapter Twelve of Little Meg's Children by Hesba Stretton. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Twelve: The End of Little Meg's Trouble. It was early in the evening after Meg had gone in search of a doctor that Kitty came home more sober than she had been for several nights, and very much ashamed of her last outbreak. She sat down on the top of the stairs, listening for Little Meg to read aloud but she heard only the sobs and moanings of robin who called incessantly for meg without getting any answer kitty waited for some time hearkening for her voice but after a while she knocked gently at the door there was no reply but after knocking again and again she heard robin call out in a frightened tone what's that he cried it's me your own kitty she said where's little meg i don't know said robin she's gone away and there's nobody but me and baby and baby's asleep and so cold what are you crying for robbie asked kitty i'm crying for everything said robin don't you be frightened robbie she said soothingly kitty'll stay outside the door and sing pretty songs to you till meg comes home she waited a long time till the clocks struck twelve and still meg did not come from time to time kitty spoke some reassuring words to robin or sang him some little songs she remembered from her own childhood but his cries grew more and more distressing and at length kitty resolved to break her promise and unlock meg's door once again to move the children into her own attic she lit a candle and entered the dark room the fire was gone out and robin sat up on the pillow his face wet with tears and his black eyes large with terror the baby which lay beside him seemed very still with its wasted puny hands crossed upon its breast so quiet and still that kitty looked more closely and held the light nearer to its slumbering face what could ail it what had brought that awful smile upon its tiny face kitty touched it fearfully with the tip of her finger and then she stood dumb and motionless before the terrible little corpse she partly knew and partly guessed what had done this thing she recollected but vaguely enough that one of her companions who had grown weary of the little creature's pitiful cry had promised to quiet it for her and how speedily it had fallen off into a profound unbroken slumber and there it lay in the same slumber perhaps she touched it again but no the sleep it slept now was even deeper than that a sleep so sound that its eyelids would never open again to this world's light nor its sealed lips ever utter a word of this world's speech kitty could scarcely believe it but she could not bear to stay in that mute gentle uncomplaining presence and she lifted up robin to carry him into her own room oh that god had but called her away when she was an innocent baby like that robin's feverishness was almost gone and now wrapped in kitty's gown and rocked to sleep on her lap he lay contented and restful while she sat thinking in the dark for the candle soon burned itself out until the solemn gray light of the morning dawned slowly in the east she had made up her mind now what she would do there was only one more sin lying before her she had grown up bad and broken her mother's heart and now she had brought this great overwhelming sorrow upon poor little meg there was but one end to a sinful life like hers and the sooner it came the better she would wait till meg came home and give up robin to her for she would not hurry on to that last crime before meg was there to take care of him then she saw herself stealing along the streets down to an old pier she knew of where boats had ceased to ply 
and where no policeman would be near to hinder her or any one about to rescue her and then she would fling herself worthless and wretched as she was into the rapid river which had borne so many worthless wretches like her upon its strong current into the land of darkness and death of which she did not dare to think that was what she would do saying nothing to any one and if she could ask anything of god it would be that her mother might never find out what had become of her so kitty sat with her dark thoughts long after angel court had awakened to its ordinary life its groans and curses and sobs until the sun looked in cheerily upon her and robin as it did upon meg in mrs christie's nursery she did not care to put him down for he looked very pretty and happy and peaceful in his soft sleep and whenever she moved he stirred a little and pouted his lips as if to reproach her besides it was the last time she would hold a child in her arms and though they ached somewhat they folded round him fondly and at last she heard a man's step upon the ladder mounting to the attics and meg's voice speaking faintly could it be that her father was come home at last oh what would their eyes see when they opened that door kitty held her breath to listen for the first sound of anguish and amazement but it was poor little meg's voice which reached her before any other robbie oh robbie she cried in a tone of piercing terror what has become of my little robbie he's safe he's here meg answered kitty starting to her feet and rushing with him to meg's attic it was no rough weather-beaten seaman who was just placing meg on a chair as if he had carried her upstairs but some strange well-clad gentleman and behind him stood an elderly woman who turned sharply round as she heard kitty's voice posy cried mrs blossom no one but her own mother could have known again that bright merry rosy girl whom the neighbors called posy in the thin withered pallid woman who stood motionless in the middle of the room even meg forgot for a moment her fears for robin dr christie had only time to catch him from her failing arms before she fell down senseless upon the floor at her mother's feet let me do everything for her exclaimed mrs blossom pushing away dr christie she's my posy i tell you you wouldn't know her again but i know her i'll do everything for her she's my girl my little one she's the apple of my eye but it was a very long time before mrs blossom with dr christie's help could bring posy to life again and then they lifted her into her poor bed and dr christie left her mother alone with her and went back to meg robin was ailing very little he said but the baby yes the baby must have died even if little meg had fetched him at once nothing could have saved it it had suffered no pain he added tenderly i think i must take you away from this place said dr christie oh no no answered meg earnestly i must stay till father comes and i expect him to-day or to-morrow please sir leave me and robbie here till he comes then you must have somebody to take care of you said dr christie no please sir answered meg in a low and cautious voice mother gave me a secret to keep that i can't tell to nobody and i promised her i'd never let nobody come into my room till father comes i couldn't help you and mrs blossom and kitty coming in this time but nobody mustn't come in again my little girl said dr christie kindly i dare say your mother never thought of her secret becoming a great trouble to you could you not tell it to me no replied meg it's a very great secret and please when baby's buried like mother me and robbie must go on living here alone till father comes poor child said dr christie rubbing his eyes 
Did you know baby was quite dead? Yes, she answered. But I didn't ask God to let baby live, because mother said she liked to take her with her. But I did ask him to make Robin well and bring back Posy, and now there's nothing for him to do but let father come home. I knew it was all true, it's in the Bible, and if I'm not one of God's own children, it says, them that ask him, so I asked him. Meg's voice sank, and her head dropped, for now that she was at home again, and Robin was found to be all right, her spirit failed her. Dr. Christie went out upon the landing, and held a consultation with Mrs. Blossom, in which they agreed that for the present, until Meg was well enough to take care of herself, she should be nursed in Kitty's attic with her own door kept locked and the key left in her possession so dr christie carried meg into the back attic and laid her upon kitty's mattress kitty was cowering down on the earth with her face buried on her knees and did not look up once through all the noise of meg's removal though when her mother told her what they were doing she made a gesture of assent to it dr christie went away and mrs blossom who wanted to buy many things which were sorely needed in the poor attic put her arm fondly round kitty's neck posy she said you wouldn't think to go and leave little meg alone if i went out to buy some things and took robin with me no i'll stop said kitty but without lifting her head when they were alone together meg raised herself as well as she could on the arm that was not hurt and looked wistfully at kitty's bowed-down head and crouching form are you really posy she asked i used to be posy answered kitty in a mournful voice didn't i tell you god would let your mother find you said meg it's all come true every bit of it but god hasn't let baby live murmured kitty i never asked him for that she said falteringly i didn't know as baby was nearer going to die and maybe it's a better thing for her to go to mother and god angel court ain't a nice place to live in and she might have grown up bad but if people do grow up bad added meg in a very tender tone god can make em good again if they'd only ask him as little meg spoke and during the silence which followed strange memories began stirring in the poor girl's heart were called there by some mysterious and divine power words and scenes forgotten since childhood came back with wonderful freshness and force she thought of a poor guilty outcast woman reviled and despised by all save one who had compassion even for her forgave all her sins stilled the clamour of her accusers and said thy faith hath saved thee go in peace she remembered a time when the records of his infinite love had been repeated by her innocent young lips and pondered in her maiden heart like some echo from the distant past she seemed to hear the words by thine agony and bloody sweat by thy cross and passion by thy precious death and burial good lord deliver us o lamb of god that takest away the sins of the world have mercy upon us o meg meg cried kitty almost crawling to the corner where she lay and falling down beside her on the floor with her poor pale face still hidden from sight ask god for me to be made good again little meg stretched out her unbruised arm and laid her hand upon kitty's bended head you must ask him for yourself she said after thinking for a minute or two i don't know as it'd do for me to ask god if you didn't as well what shall i say meg asked kitty if i was you said meg 
and had grown up wicked and run away from mother i'd say pray god make me a good girl again and let me be a comfort to mother till she dies for jesus christ's sake amen there was a dead silence in the back attic except for the near noise and distant din which came from the court below and the great labyrinth of streets around little meg's eyes shone lovingly and pityingly upon kitty who looked up for an instant and caught their light then she dropped her head down upon the mattress and gave way to a storm of tears and sobs oh god she cried do have mercy upon me and make me good again if it's possible help me to be a good girl to mother god forgive me for jesus christ's sake she sobbed out this prayer over and over again until her voice fell into a low whisper which even meg could not hear and so she lay upon the floor beside the mattress until her mother came back mrs blossom's face was pale but radiant with gladness and posy looked at it for the first time fully then she gave a great cry of mingled joy and sorrow and running to her threw her arms round her neck and laid her face upon her shoulder god'll hear me and have mercy upon me she cried i'm going to be your posy again mother End of chapter twelve